Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. I was so excited last week when Dr. Michael, my co-host on Cat Chat, told me about being on the board of Mission Meow and what Mission Meow was. And I thought, I need to find out more. So I went to the woman who created it. Turns out I already knew Sally Williams because she's a serial <laughs> philanthropist. She was the Brody Fund. And now Sally is the Mission Meow founder and director. Sally, you're incredible. I knew your name was familiar. And you reminded me it's when you had started a nonprofit to raise money, if I'm not wrong, to, to help people financially whose pets had cancer, right? Correct. I love serial philanthropists. That's, That's you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so we connected via the Brody Fund and the Feline Fine Project. So, right. Um, yeah, I am immersed in the cat world very happily. Well, it's very great that you're in the cat world because, as you know, they are the underserved pet in terms of many things, veterinary care being one of them and attention to their welfare and well-being from the educational side being a little scant compared to dogs. And certainly yeah. in terms of giving money to those groups that are 100% cat-focused is, is a special passion by a cat person, yeah. because the people that are working in cat rescues and shelters are such particular people. Did you meet one or two that just made the lights go on for you? Or what about the cat rescues who you raise money for made you think? I have met, oh my gosh, I've met so many incredible people that have inspired me. Um so as somebody who had a nonprofit, I had the opportunity to meet people at that time. Um, uh, I spoke for when we, we had a lot more cat conventions around. I was speaking, so I have a background as a behavior consultant and oh. with the feeling project. So I was at quite a few conventions and just really expanded my network. And, you know, a lot of these people have tables and you get chatting and I, I volunteer as well. And I think the more time you spend in the cat world, it's just people connect you. Oh, I think you should meet this person and meet that person. And they're yes. doing really something unique. And uh, people, cat people get very excited to meet other cat people that are doing good things. So um, there's a lot of people that have inspired me. And also cats. 
I mean, I've had really amazing cats who have inspired <laughs> me. They have been some of my best teachers. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, you know, you make a really good point, and it, it is something I've just always known but never stepped back to think about it, which is that cat people immediately want you to know about other good, hardworking, volunteer, money-raising, cat-saving people and groups. They're far from being in competition with each other. It is a kind of network and family, even in a similar geographic area. I, I find this to be Community Cat Podcast. Stacey LeBaron is always sending me, oh, here's a person doing great trapping work, and here's a person at a great shelter that has a huge you know, uh, adoption rate or return-to-home rate. It's really highly unusual, and I guess that's what makes Mission Meow so perfect because you're like an umbrella over many of them. Can you, although Michael explained it really well, can you, sure. <laughs> from your perspective, talk about what is different about Mission Meow? I mean, a nonprofit giving money to other nonprofits is kind of special in and of itself, but the concept behind how do I give a decent size grant or donation? Exactly. Not just twenty dollars yeah. at a time, fifteen dollars at a time, all of which is very appreciated, but it it doesn't and let them do important. a yeah very, but it doesn't let them do a bigger concept change in the yeah, lives of so their cats. For me, um, after saying um, a heartfelt goodbye to the Brody Fund and taking some time to myself, when I thought I really missed the nonprofit world. I thought about what would I do differently because, I mean, fundraising is not something I knew a lot about before I started the Birdie Fund, and I kind of dove in deep end, and um, it's hard work. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I don't mind the hard work, but there's got to be a way that we can transform the way fundraising is done, and for some reason, crowdfunding really was just what was in my head. And then I had explained, too, that, you know, unfortunately, communities have situations where a, a house fire, things like that. And I was thinking about that because it had happened in a town near me. And not only do the individuals come together, but the businesses come together and raise money. And that's what really got me thinking about that, um, along with talking to uh fellow uh, nonprofit uh, presidents, directors, people involved, asking them questions about where does the bulk of your money come from and how often do businesses donate? And there was a lot that went into it, but that's why I really landed on, it's really a three-pronged approach, but the foundation of the organization are its business partners. Uh, because for me and the other two, obviously individual donors are very important and we sell merchandise as well. Um, so, and, and we'll, you know, apply for the occasional grant, but the heavy lifting I would say is done by the business partners, although it, it doesn't seem to be for them, but it's the bulk of the money. And the best way I can explain it is that, so our businesses partners sign on to be quarterly donors. So we're not asking them to donate every single month quarterly. And we also, they determine what their financial commitment will be because we have small, medium, and large business that are partnering with us. And so they know best what they can afford. My goal is to have 50 business partners in a month. Um, we are giving quarterly right now. The goal is by the end of the year to be giving monthly, to have enough businesses that we are giving monthly. 
So if we have 50 businesses in upcoming in April, and if the average donation, so some businesses can afford more, some are small and give less. If I can just land on a $200 average, so I would love it if it's more, but if we just land on that 200 average, 50 businesses, we've just raised $10,000 before we've had an individual donation, sold any merchandise, gotten any kind of grants, anything like that. That's a lot of money for a small nonprofit. It sure is. And then you dole it out, as it were, to those cat nonprofits who apply to you, I'm asking Correct. this, with a specific grant request. We Do they tell yeah. you the dollar amount they'd like? We need $4,000 to make to get more, yeah. let's say, traps or pay for more spay-neuters. Do they give you specifics? Yeah. So the application really makes it easy for them, tells them exactly what they need. So one of the fun things I like is we have a passion page so they get to really shout out the passion that they have for their organization. Then they tell us exactly how much they're asking for and specifically what it's for because Mission Meow does not pay for rent, for veterinary bills for um, the day-to-day things that they need, food, litter, things like Interesting. that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that the organizations that we're giving these grants to have a solid foundation. The uh. worst thing we imagine would be we give $10,000 and a couple months later, you know, they, they're closing. Mm-hmm. So we know that they... They understand their budget. They're making all their bills, doing everything that they need to do. They're running their organization well, but because they're small, they might not have the bandwidth to have a capital campaign. That's that's a a really good, that's a really interesting point because there was, for example, in, in Chicago, I know because in the many cities that the Cat Film Festival goes to, thanks to Dr. Elsie's who underwrites it. At each place, uh, we give 10% of every ticket to a local cat rescue. And so I try to ask those in the know, what do you think is the most vibrant one in that town or city? And I get some suggestions or I don't. And then it turned out in Chicago that one which was well-known and had been around for a while went belly up. Somebody stopped managing their finances. Now, I don't have the time or even the knowledge to check that out. But you at Mission Meow, you do that. Before you give yeah. money, you look at their financial stability. You look at their, I guess, staff or volunteer base, There's foster base. Yeah, we need to see their budget. Um, we use things also like Charity Navigator, GuideStar. We talk to staff members. So they really need to understand their budget. And these are nonprofits that are doing the really good work and they're taking excellent care of their cats or the, the TNR that they're doing is, you know, they're, they're doing really solid work, but they, A, might not have the bandwidth or B, might not have the time. Um, and because they're very small, they might not have enough volunteers. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they can't raise, say, $10,000. But, and we are, and then you asked before, so specifically we will pay for a project or a purchase. So, so far, our first grant was $10,000 in October to Casbury Park, and that is helping pay for their much-needed expansion. Um, and then our second grant was $6,000 to an organization called Full Circle Mo Farrell, who they support 
um, those that are doing the TNR, the trap-neuter return. And in their case, they pay for everything. So they help them pay for the trapping, the spay-neuter. Wow. Um, they microchip and vaccinate. Wow. What they needed were feral cat dens and recovery cages. Oh, nice. And so the feral cat dens are for when they take in a mom and kittens. You need mom to have a safe space to go to in that crate. So you can kind of close her in there and then you can clean safely and handle the kittens. And then a safety issue for both mom doesn't want you to get near her. You don't want to get near mom. Right. So that helps with that. And then obviously the recovery cages are for injured feral cats so that these people will take them in. They agree to also foster. So these people that are doing TNR with this group are also fosters. Wow. Um, the, the recovery cages allow them to take a feral cat in to recover from an injury um, or surgery or something. Um, and these things are, A, they're expensive, B, a bulk purchase. So 30 feral cat dens, I mean, 30, uh, yes, feral cat dens, that's a lot of money. Plus the shipping is, is, you know, prohibitive for them. And with giving them something like that, they now have an opportunity to bring in more volunteers because now they have what they need of to course. say. Okay. Isn't so, that interesting? Yeah. So we are, our application process is open again. So small nonprofits can be going to the website right now um, and filling out their applications. Uh, and then we'll be, so for two weeks, so now through the 17th, then we take a week to finalize everything, and then a week after. Well, people don't always week. listen to this on exactly the date that it's yeah, put out in yeah, podcast, so. so we don't want to get too specific about that. But the fact is, if you go to Mission Meow and you are a cat rescue of any kind, you'll understand what the deadlines are and what the parameters are. Oh, yeah, and, and you can sign up for our newsletter and get all that information regularly. So Right, which is which is important. Now, for people that want to give, it's a way to give. Can you give to someplace like a geographical area, like Casper Park is in New Jersey? So let's say we like the idea of, of geo-giving. Is that possible if I make a donation, you know, me, Mrs. Catlover, of 100 bucks or something, just a random donation? Is there any way to say where you want it to go, or it's really up to you at Mission Meow? Yes, it's going to, the donations will go to whichever next grant recipient is coming up. So like I said, we're in a donation cycle, we're in a grant cycle right now. Right. Um, So as we're accruing right now, the money would be going to the next nonprofit we choose. And the thing is, that's really important is that, you know, the business partners and the individual donors know that these are vetted. Um, they and then they also specifically know where their money is going, which I think is unique. That yes, you know, I'm I'm a donor. I like supporting a lot of different organizations, and although the small donations matter because we're helping pay for the day to day things, it's really nice to know exactly where your money is going. So people are following along with Catsbury Park. I'm going to be videoing That's down right. there, so people will see what's happening with the renovation. They'll see the final product. Um, the the president of Full Circle, Mo Farrell, will be taking pictures of that huge shipment that's coming when those feral cat dens arrive. Plus, then the fosters will take videos and pictures showing them in their home in use. So it really, for anybody who thinks, well, you know, I, I like to support my local organization, do both. I mean, I do. Right. And 
how exciting will it be for you to see? It makes it feel more personal for you to see exactly where that money goes. And I, in my brain, I, I'm so excited at one point to give a TNR group a van, you know, a van wow. that will help. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, my gosh. So can you imagine the picture of us, you know, them having the keys and standing in a photograph in front of their brand new van or a shelter that builds a catio and they video lifting that door up and the cat coming slowly up. Oh, my God. Yes. That is so So cool. And I hope that the beautiful... I hope that the beautiful Mission Meow graphic will be well displayed on all these things because people need to know where those grants came from and where they can continue to give to and know that some other lucky group will be the beneficiary. Sally, after helping you explain this in such detail and after having learned about that, the shelter in Chicago that had the problems, and then there was one in Los Angeles where Somebody seemed to be doing good work and raised tens of thousands of dollars to presumably purchase and rebuild a a house in a not very expensive area to make it into a cat shelter. And then, oops, all of a sudden, there was some message in social media, oh, the contractor ran away with the money, and all those donors were left high and dry because the person who'd raised all the money left America and moved to Costa Rica, uh, where... She apparently was doing cat rescue, but the whole thing didn't didn't smell very good. So I think mm-hmm. it's important that if people are going to give a donation, yeah. they feel really confident that you have done what is actually a lot of work to vet them out. A lot of work and and serious work and being a serious businesswoman and a serial philanthropist, you know how to <laughs> see if something looks good or maybe only looks good on the surface. And but it, it's, it takes committee you know there is a committee that does this and the rescues all agree to sign a memorandum of understanding exactly where the money is going we get receipts along the way we get photos along the way that's so perfect there's, there's a lot of communication that goes on it's not just a very transactional thing with either the business partners the donors or the the shelters rescues TNR groups they become we get very involved I communicate regularly with Casbury Park I communicate regularly with Full Circle Mo Farrell these are relationships that we want to continue we want to see them have many successes because we also we highlight them during the month of the campaign nice. so we also hope that they get more donors based right. off of what we're doing. Well, based on what you're doing and what you've explained to me, I don't see how I cannot have this show, Cat Chat, be a partner of Mission Meow. I don't see how I cannot oh, say. Oh, that would be amazing. We would like to, I would like to throw my hat in the ring. I say we, but Michael's already on the board and she's already a partner. I would like <laughs> to join you. I won't be at your highest level because, uh, you know, the constraints matters. of life and, and giving a lot of money other places, although I'm beginning to feel that I need to be more thoughtful and cautious about how I do that. I am very, very excited about becoming part of what Mission Meow is doing. I'm thrilled to have you as a business partner. Thank you. See, this is what happens when, and this is, here's why I added a passion page to the application, because I understand that when people hear people's passion, it makes a difference. Exactly. And you know how I feel about Mission Meow. I mean, this is just the very special organization and I don't say that because it was my idea I say that because the people that are involved the nonprofits that we're helping I mean it all just 
it's so incredible. I really pinched myself and I feel incredibly grateful for the support of the community around me. Well, the community loves you, the larger community for sure. And anyone who wants to put in a grant application, but more importantly, if you're a small business or a medium business or a big business and you in any way care about cats, Mission Meow is a wonderful place to put some of your donations. I just made a video that I shared on uh, our social media that explained that you, it, the business doesn't have to be pet-centric, cat-centric. Right. Pepsi-Cola. Where's Pepsi-Cola? Yeah. They got a few million yeah, bucks. They could Jeep. definitely give it to cats. Owner. I want Jeep. Um, we have realtors. Um, you know, I, the video said, if you're a dentist, if you're a realtor, Absolutely. if you run a car dealer, if you have a bakery, it doesn't matter what the business is. If you love cats, and you want to make a difference in the community that you care about, join the team. And Lovely. everything is really made easy for Wonderful. you. Thank really you. made it easy for the businesses to join. Thank you, Sally. Thanks for all you're doing. And I, I'm excited to be part of it and to keep, well, keep letting people know. Out. Thank you so much. And I'll be sure to help let people know what's going on. Thank you again. I'm very excited to jump on board. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods, inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey, to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cats' health. Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.